0: Well, good afternoon and thank you once again for joining me for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here and we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This particular one is to build a passionate company. We're also going to be looking at the ins and outs of a business name and the legalities involved with that. But right now we're going to have a chat with Chad shuttleworth who is a video expert with black green media We're going to talk about effective videos good afternoon chad
1: g'day mate how are
0: we i'm very well and yourself
1: very good very good
0: we also should mention you're a magician too so i am uh... <laughs> a magician <laughs> <laughs> saw you in action the other night
1: Yes, yes, it was very very good and thank you very much for um yeah for in being my um, lovely assistant.
0: <laughs> so, let's talk about videos. How can small businesses use a video effectively?
1: Uh video is very very good for branding. It's good for connecting and engaging with potential clients. It's good for sharing something interesting about your industry or your business, and it's also really good for sharing a product or service that you offer. Um if you if you aim to use your video in that way, you'll connect with people and engage people for your business.
0: So, uh, is it worth investing money in?
1: I think the biggest part of uh, marketing, especially digital marketing these days, is obviously visual. So, video is a massive part of your marketing. Uh, if you use it to coincide with other parts of your marketing, it will be it'll work so effectively for you. And really, when we talk about small business, we should be really thinking about you know, splitting our time up half of working on the business and in the business and 50% on working on potential leads and clients. So 50% of our time from what we've seen, um, you should be spending that on your marketing and and part of that should be video.
0: So um, obviously there's a couple of ways of producing a video, yourself or or with a a video company. What would, would a business owner look for in a video company?
1: So what you want to do is you want to make sure that they've, done this before uh, you want to look at their work and you want to look at their portfolio and make sure that they suit what you're visually looking for in a video company um, you also they also need to know that about your industry but more so about your culture so they need to be not just uh, looking at your business but they need to be sort of spending a, a bit of time with you and your staff and what you do. In order for them to get the culture that you're trying to put across in your video, which make it more effective. Um, you also, you want to see their social media presence. It's okay if they have good videos and stuff, but if they're not also working on their own business, then they're not really going to be able to help you work on your business is a big thing. And, and so the last thing I think would be, um, see if they offer other features like social media integration, um, if they understand that side of stuff, then they're going to be better for your business and you're going to get the most out of your video company.
0: So I suppose the other side is doing it ourselves. How could business owners do some of the video content themselves?
1: We, are, Everyone has a smartphone in their pocket, or almost all of us. Um, those cameras, uh, the actual sensor inside uh, an iPhone or a Samsung or whatever, they are almost as good as as good, if not better, than some of the actual cameras that are out there that are being used by video companies. So you have an iPhone in your hand, you can make a video. My suggestion would just be buy a mic you can plug into the actual uh, iPhone or or the Android, so that you can be heard and it's clear and crisp. Because a lot of people, all they really look on when they they look at a video is that it's crisp, clean, the sounds good, you go look good, and also make sure that your face is lit. Um, you need to make sure that you you have no shadows in your face that people are talking, or if you're doing something, say a product, um, you want to make sure that it's well lit, that you can see things, that the shadows aren't too dark and you're not losing anything. And also another way of doing the video content and doing it for yourself is make sure you have something compelling to say or something to, that's compelling to show. So if you have a product that you're very proud of, that you know that people will love the look of, take video of that. That's a big thing. Um... But you have everything you need in your pocket right now to make video content to so do that right now. That's my suggestion.
0: And I suppose one of the dangers are if you do it yourself, you haven't yep. necessarily got the professional experience. So you don't see what's going on in the background and, and those sorts of things.
1: Yes. So you definitely have someone, uh, have more than one, one person with you at all times. Um, so that there's continuity in your video and that there are things like if you're taking a video of yourself and you're, you've are you got branding behind you that's of, say, another business that you're actually competing with, you need someone to be able to go, oh, don't do that. We need to move. We need to change angles. We need to move around. So definitely have someone else there with you whilst you're building your content. And actually more people in this particular instance, more people creating can actually be better because you get more ideas and, and two heads are better than one.
0: And uh, you mentioned content there. I suppose just about every business has got content of some sort that they could put in. How yep. long should a video be?
1: Um, it depends on what you're aiming to do for the video, but generally people have about two minutes of time. Um, so between one and two minutes, if you're branding your business with that video, um, if you're looking to show some features of a product, definitely a minute maximum. Um, because you want that to be interesting to people. Um, gotta remember that uh, when, when we talk video, you are showing to someone. So it's not what you like, it's what your customers will want to know mm. about you. So you got to think from a customer's perspective.
0: And I suppose if you do want more content, you make more videos.
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. So what's the most important thing business owners should know about video content created for social media platforms?
1: Okay, so uh, I want to leave this with, with everyone um, is that your first five minutes of your, sorry, your first five seconds of your video are the most important. Um, we all have a, a, our video come across our screen and we will, It'll literally, we need it to be visually stimulating in the first five seconds. So to make it visually interesting, you need something that's compelling, that looks good. Um, the biggest thing we really talk about uh, movie trailers and stuff mm, like that. Mm. They, they show the most interesting part in the first five seconds. That grabs you in and you watch the rest. Let's aim to do our videos like that.
0: And most of the video trailers, or you, sorry, I should say movie trailers, yep. you've seen all the exciting bits in the, mo- in the, video- in the trailer anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So sometimes, yeah. But if they, they, they definitely capture the first five seconds uh, yeah. to capture your eye and get you to click.
0: Yeah, great. Well, thanks very much for your time, Chad. We'll have Thank a chat with you again another time.
1: Thank you very much. See you, guys.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Chad Shuttleworth there with uh, some interesting tips for videos. Uh, um, they're obviously becoming more and more important uh, both on your website. Uh, it's important to be remembering that uh, that Google uh, owns... YouTube, and that's where uh, it's important to uh, have your your YouTube your videos hosted, and of course, uh, um, particularly uh, Facebook are saying that they're going to put more and more and more preference to a video usage. So uh, we make sure that we have some videos. You're listening to Business, the Law, and You on Two NURFM. Normally we would have uh, Christina on now, but uh, she told me last night that she was over in Spain, so we missed again. She's not with us today. But what I thought I'd have a look at is your business name. And the reason I thought I'd have a look at that is I'm still finding out there in the marketplace a lot of people are still unclear about business name registration. And it's important for us to understand the law with that. If you are using a name that is other than your own Um, legal name or adding anything to your name you must register it and you must register it with ASIC now uh, that's a legal requirement and just because you have registered the name doesn't mean to say you own the name or give you legal rights to use it what it's doing is you're registering it to let the customers know who is behind the name and an example I had recently uh, I was looking at uh, uh, buying a business for someone and we were looking at the business and they established quite an important uh, relationship to their business name. And when I checked it, I found that the business name had not even been registered. So first of all, it is the law that we must register a business name and register it with ASIC. But it really doesn't stop there because, as I said, if you registered a business name, it does not mean you own it. Um, So the next thing you need to do is to check the trademark registration at uh, ipaustralia.gov.au because if someone has registered a trademark that is close to that business name, they can stop you from using the business name. And a classic example that happened to one of my clients about 10 years ago was that she uh, registered a business name and uh, she had her building covered in the business name and she had her cards printed and her stationery and her motor vehicle and all the expensive costs of setting up that business name. And uh, six months later, she received a letter from a lawyer in the mail saying, please stop using that business name because our client owns the trademark. And if someone owns the trademark, they can stop you from using that business name, even if you have registered it with ASIC. So, ownership of a name comes through trademark registration not through business registration. Trademarks these days, we'll have another talk about trademarks another time, but trademarks these days are not that expensive to to put in place. But these days we have to take it a couple of steps even further. When you've come up with your business name and you've checked the business register with ASIC to see if that name is available and you've checked the trademarks to see if that name is available, the next thing you should do is check the domain name. If there's a .com or a .com.au, my recommendation is usually to have a .com and a AU because that does stop the uh, competitors from coming up with the name as well. But uh, check to see whether the .com and the AU is available with your business name in it because obviously you're going to want that domain name. Uh, these days everybody has to be on the internet, although sadly... Fifty percent of small businesses still do not have an Internet presence, but most people these days use the Internet for finding out information. So you need to have your domain name. And then finally, because of uh, the impact of social media, whether it be Facebook, LinkedIn um, or Instagram or any of the others, you need to check the social media names to see whether they're available. Can I have my business name with those social media? And one of the things I would recommend that you be careful of is, although you can add letters and S's and underlines and spaces and things, your customers don't always know that that has the case. So if your competitor has got the business name, be careful. You might want to think of another business names but it's important to consider the, the legalities of a business name if you're using a name other than your own name you must register it and then you must use it in the way it's been registered you're listening to business the law and you on 2 nurfm it's coming up to 28 minutes to 2 just time for our harvard business review tip this particular one is build a passionate company to build a great business companies need a purpose One that transcends the traditional bottom line. People want to be passionate about their work and they want to be surrounded by others who feel the same. But how can managers actually foster passion? Well, here are five ways. Firstly, let people show their emotions. If you ask your people to check their emotions at the door, you can't tap into their passion. Secondly, hire passionate people. One way to get passionate people into your organization is to offer incentive current uh, incentivize current employees to refer people they w- want to work with. Thirdly, fan the flames, find plenty of ways to celebrate joint accomplishments. Fourthly, don't stifle your rock stars. Give your people the autonomy to do the work that interests them the most. And finally, share context. Con- Connect job functions to the organisation's broader mission and remind people why they do what they do. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at uh, the importance of those effective Videos and uh, certainly you can do your own but make sure you've got a few people around you to give you some advice and the importance of registering your business name particularly um, with ASIC Next week we'll have our visit to the tax world with Chartered Accountant Tony Vidray We'll have a minute on innovation with Christina hopefully she's back in the country and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as John F. Kennedy once said, conformity is the jailer of freedom and the enemy of growth. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.